less stress, more time, more money. Welcome to the Cash Flow Contractor Deep Dive. Welcome to the Cash Flow Contractor, Martin. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Welcome back at you. <laughs> um, I'm looking at our notes right here. Uh, it says banter right here at the top. So right, mine uh, doesn't say that. So well, I guess I'll, I'll lead us then here. Yeah, I know that you're upset today because I have uh, printed double sided yeah. for our notes, which is to save us a sheet flashing of paper. the camera when you because otherwise we could subtly just push them to the side. Nobody would even know we're reading. But now they're gonna know. Now they're gonna know. Now they're gonna know. I'm not um, gonna pay any attention to it anyway. Hey, how did you uh, how did you handle the snowmageddon? Snowmageddon. Well, it was interesting because I did the math night before last. The lowest I saw at my house was minus 17 Fahrenheit. <laughs> and that day when I did the math, it was plus 73. So that's 90 degrees in six days difference. So, and today we've got a pollen alert. So my nose is stuffed. Ah. Last week he worried about slipping on the ice. So <laughs> break your nose instead of Did your pool do okay? Froze four inches, man. Four, four inches. Four inches. Did you stand on it? Oh, I got ice. I did. You did? I escaped laps around it. <laughs> no, I was really puckered up there for a while because uh, it's first year with the pool. And you have two strategies on winterizing a pool. You drain the pipes and the pumps and the filters and all that and cover your pool and then treat the green water in the spring. Or you leave it running so it circulates. And as long as it circulates, you're yeah. good. Well... 17 below, <laughs> that wasn't in the manual. and But it did fine. But then we had a power outage, so I ran out there and drained everything. Turned out that takes about 10 minutes. So it's like nothing. Really? Yeah. And then... Uh, so you were okay? Your pipe didn't, oh, your, yeah. pu no, your pump didn't freeze? No, nothing broke. Uh, one of the things, uh, the ice forming presses out, right? Mm -hmm. Did you know that? Yeah. So ice expands by 111th. Yeah, did it so. mess up your concrete? No. But I, I was... You were worried. Kind of, well, I called a few guys. They said, no, don't worry about it. But yeah. If you have a liner pool or if you had an above-ground pool and you didn't do anything, you don't have an above-ground pool anymore. So pretty unusual. I, I uh, was talking to a pool builder yesterday, actually, and hopefully we'll get to bring him on, but he was talking about some of his uh, pools that he just did in the past year, um, you know, help, trying to help people during this storm. Down in, te <laughs> no, in here, Texas? No, here, in, here yeah. in Oklahoma. And, um, man, one of them, you know, these are really high-end pools, and they've got glass um, infinity, oh, yeah. uh, infinity edges pool edges, yeah. those kinds of things. And one guy was trying to go break up the ice on the pool. Smashed. It started breaking. <laughs> about right 100, glass. 100 square feet of glass shards all over the pool. Oh, now. <laughs> Couldn't tell the difference between yeah. ice and glass. Huh? Yeah, it's crazy. So, fun well, times. Some people shouldn't have pools. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we're going to try to make a segue, I love trying to do this. Um, we're talking about the statement of cash flows today. Ooh, flow. And if uh, pool pumps. if you don't have a flow in it's your gonna pool, it's going to freeze. Break. It's yeah. going to break. If you don't have cash flow, and in your you're going to try to fix it. And really what you're going to be doing, if you don't really look at your statement of cash flows or have a statement of cash flows, is you're really just going to be breaking the glass. Oh, man. There's a better one sitting there. What Clearly. is it? Let's hear it. Well, you call cash and business liquidity. Ah. Get it? That's good. You're frozen. 
Yeah. You have zero liquidity. Frozen assets. <laughs> frozen yeah. ass, frozen assets. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> there you go. So uh, we've done this series. I'm actually really excited for this series to conclude. I think it's been good, but it's a stretch for me, obviously. Uh, you have so much more experience with financial statements, and I'm lucky enough to get to sit across from you and learn and ask questions. So this one by far is the one that I have the least amount of knowledge on. Um, and I'm excited to talk about the statement of cash flows. But so far, we've covered an overview of how to use financial statements. Um, and then we've gone through the income statement or the P&L, the profit and loss statement. Right. Um, our last episode was the balance sheet. And now we're going over the statement of cash flows. Um, there's six questions for this series that we're trying to answer, really five. And then the sixth is what we really have tried to cover in the episodes. And those five questions are, am I making money? What do I own? What do I owe? What's left over for me? And where did my cash go? Right. That last question is, what should I do now with all that information? So um, with all that being said, let's do a little bit of an overview of the statement of cash flows. What is the statement of cash flows? Well, let me jump back a little bit and ask listeners, what are you thinking about right now? <laughs> and it might be some project or something like that. It's very likely you're thinking about your cash. Yep. Right? And uh, one thing we like, I point out to people is that cash and profit, cash flow, which mm-hmm. means the ebb and flow, the ins and outs of money, it means what it sounds like. Ooh, swimming pool. Swimming pool. <laughs> uh, it means what it sounds like. It's the, I've had people really confused about what's cash flow mean. It just means the money that's coming in and going out of your business, right? But cash flow and profit are equally important. Mm but they're not the same thing. They affect each other, but um, it's possible to make a profit and not have any money, which uh, is subtitle of my book. They say I make money, so why don't I have any? Yeah. Bring that up. But it's possible to make money and not have any cash, and it's also possible to have cash and not be making any money. Yeah, and there's three reasons that you like mm-hmm. to talk about where if you have a profit but no cash... What are those three reasons? There are only three reasons, and they are, one, you haven't been paid yet. In other words, you make a profit because you had a million-dollar sale, but the contractor, the GC, hasn't paid you yet. Mm -hmm. So that's number one. You haven't been paid yet. Number two, you already spent the money buying assets or paying down debt. Okay, the assets and debt are not part of a profit and loss. So you could make a bunch of money but buy a bunch of inventory or buy a new truck or buy new equipment or buy Mm -hmm. real estate not have any so you've either uh, uh, haven't been paid yet you already spent the money paying off debt or buying assets or the third one is you took it the money that you take out of your business not as a salary but as draws as distributions mm-hmm. does not show up on the P&L so that could be where your money went right and, so, and, and that that kind of simplifies things because there are lots of particulars among all those things yeah. uh, it can, you can have credit card debt and uh, bank debt and debt on uh, real estate and equipment, but there are really only those three reasons. Right, and we've covered some of this stuff in the past. You know, with receivables, we had a whole episode with Janet Reeves, who wrote the book Get Paid, mm-hmm. with all these different strategies of lowering the receivables, of getting paid faster and on time by your customers. Because um, reality is, if you're not getting paid by your customers on time, then you're lending money to your customers. Right. 
and usually without an interest rate or anything like that. And the great irony of that is you probably have money borrowed from your bank. So if you think about it, <laughs> what you've done is borrowed money from the bank and are guaranteeing it and then lend it to your customers, yeah. hoping that they'll pay you. Yeah, it's not good. Um, all right, so there's also the flip side to that where you have cash, but you might not necessarily be profitable. Right. You know. So how does that happen? Well, it's just the opposite of those three reasons. Mm -hmm. So I said that you might not have money because you've loaned it to your customers, but what will happen on occasion is that you're losing money this year, in let's say March of this year, mm -hmm. but you collected a bunch of receivables from last year. Mm -hmm. So you might have made money last year, but what you the money coming in now is not from making a profit, it's collecting old receivables. Uh, it could be that you borrowed more money um, from a bank or a credit card, something, sure. credit card company like that. So you're losing money, but you have cash in your bank because you haven't paid your credit card or you haven't paid your vendors or your suppliers yeah. or you haven't made your, your bank payments yet. And then the third reason, the third opposite reason is that you might have put more money into your business mm -hmm. uh, than you took out. And people generally are aware of that because they have to do something, but Sometimes it's just not. the same three reasons working in reverse. Gotcha. And the difficulty is for somebody driving around doing the mental gymnastics is it's it's combinations of all those things. It's not I mean, just some one. people have paid you more than they than they borrowed, but you have new receivables. So you got all kinds of things. People who've paid you, people who haven't paid you retainages that are gonna be out there and will continue to be out there for another six or eight months. Yeah. Uh, you have all kinds of things, assets that you buy. You might buy equipment. You might have paid off a piece of equipment. You might have sold a piece of equipment. Mm -hmm. might have bought new property and had to put a big down payment on it and then borrowed from the bank. So there's money coming in to borrow to buy that real estate, but you spent $75,000 as a down payment, but you borrowed a million. Anyway, so... It gets complicated you, you really fast. You can't do it. Yeah. One person, one household, the equivalent of a household business... Yeah might be able to do it, yeah. but you just can't do it. There, there there are ins and outs and ups and downs, and it's just flowing all the time, mm -hmm. cash flow, <laughs> and you just can't keep it straight in your head. Yeah. It, even if you could, it's a waste of your resources trying to keep your brain mm -hmm. focused in on all those things and, ooh, ooh, I forgot, or, oh, yeah, that's cool, that's coming in. Oh, crap, payroll's Friday, right? Yeah. I mean, I, th I think there's some good examples of this. We've We had a really great episode with Sergio, Garcia of Alpha Services, who talked about whenever he first started running the company, uh, he <laughs> would literally just look at their cash balance, what was in their bank on, account on, Fridays, on yeah. Fridays, and then they would say, okay, let's split it between me, dad, and brother, and right. we'll go home. And they'd empty out the cash balance. All right, we'll keep a thousand bucks in there or something like that. Yeah. And then they would end up having all these payables, and so they would think that they're profitable, but really they just had some cash that belonged in a lot of different places. Uh, so misuse of the money. Um, the other thing that I think is really pertinent right now for a lot of people is they think that they're profitable because they have cash, but really that cash is coming from PPP and you know the EIDL stuff. And the reality is they actually could be losing money right now, but Had they're that not happened even... yesterday yeah. with a client when we looked. And, and then you brought up a good point when we, we were prepping for this about um, collecting old receivables. How does that factor into things? What does that look like? Well, let's say you have a retainage that's been out there for a year, significant, a couple of hundred thousand dollars or something like that. 
but your year ended on January or December 31st and you start a new set of books, Profit and Loss, well, you start to collect the receivables from last year. Yeah. So money's coming in, you're feeling really, really good about it. Yeah. And the, the reason that you need to understand where the money came from is obviously if you don't have it, you have to do something about it to improve your collections or buy less inventory or, or take fewer draws, whatever it is to correct the problem. But the other side of it is if you have an abundance of money, you wake up and look at your phone app and there's another 100000 in your account that, wow, that's cool. Yeah. You'll spend it. Yep. I mean, there are mature among us who don't, but a lot of us do. Mm-hmm. And yet that Platinum F-150 you've been looking at, that's $104,000 and really, you really need it. <laughs> you know, you got to have it because it projects the image of your company. And then you go buy the stupid thing and realize hadn't paid your credit cards, hadn't paid the payroll taxes. Uh, anyway, just lots of things start flooding in and you regret it later on. So. Yeah. You really need to understand at all times where your cash is coming from and where it's going. Yeah. And not with ambiguity, with with certainty. Certainty, for sure. Okay, so we have a pretty good overview, um, but there's there's a really good, like, because we're talking about the statement of cash flows, we need to understand how important cash is. And I know we've talked about this in the past, how a lot of contractors will focus on getting the sale, getting the job. But why is the cash aspect so important? Not just the profitability, but the cash. Well, there's a great quote that says, if uh, sales and profit were food and water, cash would be oxygen. Mm -hmm. So you can be making millions of dollars in money that you haven't received from the GC who's not paid you yet, and you can't make payroll Friday. Well, you're done. Yep. Or you can't make a payroll tax uh, deposit, and the IRS sends you one of those little letters that said, hey, we're going to come... Or they don't have to send you the letter. They just go seize your account. Yep. And all of a sudden, and you're done. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's when the sharks start circling, too. If you think people won't pay you before you have trouble, wait till they find out the IRS or some lien holders got Then Anyway, that's a whole other story. Yeah, going back to the pool analogy, I mean, a a pool with a broken pump and frozen four inches on top, you can't swim in it. Right. And it's because it's not liquid. You know, it's, it's solid. Same thing. If you don't have cash, if you don't have liquidity, to to some respect, you can't you can't do business. You're just not well, going to exist. Um, I wrote a poem. Oh yeah, let's hear it. Do you think I can remember it? <laughs> I think I can. It's called a promise to pay. It's in the front of my book, but it said, "We toasted the sale as our most profitable to date. It was packaged and shipped. Shipped. We even prepaid the freight." We'd burn through our cash to reach that day, but we weren't worried because they promised to pay. Hmm. We imagined ourselves smoking fat cigars and paying off debt and buying new cars, but our dreams had to wait for another day because we couldn't spend the promise to pay. And anyway, I won't won't do the whole thing, but it's called a, you can't spend a promise to pay, and that's what, yeah, uh, it takes cash. Even yeah. in the day of uh, electronic transfers and all that kind of stuff, it still comes down to you have the little debit, mm-hmm. uh, digits in your bank account that'll go over and fill up that guy's bank account. You have to have cash. <laughs> have to have cash. So we understand the importance of cash. We under- understand where cash goes, how it's spent. Um, what is the statement of cash flows in a nutshell? I mean, they, these are financial statements. I doubt many contractors are looking at these too frequently. Uh, probably statement of cash flows is one of the harder ones uh, to look at because 
you have to have everything in order to be able to actually use the statement of cash flow as well, right? And, it, and it's confusing. I, I've said often that everybody understands the need to compare income and outflow, mm-hmm. income and expense. They might mess up some of the procedures, but everybody gets that. Yeah. I think a three-year-old kid understands that. Yeah. What's coming in, what goes out. So it's, it's intuitive. The balance sheet's less so, but it's pretty easy to understand because it's, a, it's the things I owe, what do I own, what do I owe, and the difference between the two is, is what's left over for me. The statement of cash flows is not at all intuitive. Yeah. And it's probably, uh, probably no longer true. I'm sure I've met somebody, but I said for a long time I'd never even met, met a, I had never met a business owner who had even heard of the statement of cash flow. <laughs> let alone knew how to use it. And yet it's the question. It, it's the question. on. The, in my experience, I think if you're just talking to business people, the first thing that'll come out of their mouth is sales. Am I selling anything? Second thing that comes out of their mouth is what's my, they'll talk about cash, right? Yeah. And so it's the, uh, it's the, the balance sheet and those things are kind of academic over there. They're just worried about, am I selling? And do I have cash? Right. Pro- profits even later down the line. But very few people understand the flow of cash in and out of their business. And it's a shame because the statement of cash flows, those three reasons, you haven't been paid yet, uh, you already spent it buying assets or paying debt, or you took it. Mm-hmm. Lots of combinations of those. This statement of cash flows shows you exactly where your money went. And it's a period statement, meaning it's, it has a beginning date and an end date. So it's showing you where your money went between January 1st of 2020 and December 31st of 2020, or January 1st of 2021 and whatever today is. Right. Uh, anyway, between any two dates. Um, it's not at all intuitive when you look at it, and because I've tried to explain it to many people uh, over the years. and. And, and, my, and including myself, trying to understand <laughs> it. Uh, once you get it, it's like slap your head, duh. Easy. But until you get it, yeah, it's like what the hell, you know? Yeah. So, what am I looking at? So um, it's a period statement. We can use it between two dates. It's probably helpful for us to look at this not just on an annual basis, and not just on a monthly basis, but even quarterly. And we may not just compare year to year, month to month. But look at rolling periods because your cash isn't coming in necessarily well, on the just, same day. Any anytime you're concerned about cash, which is a lot, I had. I mean, it could be over a weekend. I had an example. We didn't talk about this beforehand, but uh, a company I had that had three owners. Uh, two were on the same page. One wasn't. Yeah. And so we went in, and when I was talking to them, they had about a half million dollars of cash, and everything was great. On one Friday meeting. I went into the next Friday's meeting and there was disaster, pending doom. We can't pay our bills, and so what the, what the hell happened? You yeah. know, what you, what, what's going on? And the uh, guy who was not on the same page had actually gone out and bought a company, and he wrote a check, and that check just annihilated their cash. And so I'm saying, well, you bought a company, that's what did it. He said, that's not the reason. <laughs> that's not the reason. Yeah. Well, print out a statement of cash flows, which we did, and it was very obviously the reason because it showed exactly that this acquisition had consumed a big chunk of their cash. Yeah. So anytime you're wondering where your cash went, you can print one out 
and look at it. Yeah. And you don't need to fully understand it. Matter of fact, you it's not at all necessary that you completely understand it to yeah. use it. Well, cue the firefighters. Yeah. Um, hope they're helping somebody. Um, yeah, so let's talk about the layout of the report. And I know that people will have an example statement of cash flows in the show notes for people to look at so they can understand the flow of it. But what's at the very top? And let's just walk down bottom. Uh, well, top first of all, you can print one on QuickBooks. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to be on a cruel basis. I, I don't know if we mentioned that or not. But yeah, you, you have to be on a cruel basis and you have to have everything in order, especially your balance sheet. Right. And, and uh, the reason for that, just touch right on one, is if you have a lot of accounts receivable, which affect your cash, those are on the balance sheet. Mm-hmm. So. And they're a cruel basis, right? Because mm-hmm. if you're a cash basis, you ignore them. And if you're cruel, you include them. Because they affect your cash, you, you have to be on the accrual basis. Yeah. But you don't need to worry about that. It just needs to be clicked on a cruel basis. You can find statement of cash flows down in the bottom of a list of reports or just have your accountant do it for you. But when you print it off, you have to select two dates. So let's say we're looking at last year, January 1st of 2020 to December 31st of 2020. So you set the two dates and click go and it will produce a report. Um, The top line is going to be the beginning balance of your cash, which makes total sense, right? That's where you start. You add or subtract your profit and loss. So I made money or I lost money. And then following that are a whole lot of positive and negative numbers with words next to it, (laughs) names of accounts next to it. Right. And at the bottom is the net result of adding or subtracting all those numbers together so it's your ending balance. So beginning balance plus profit or loss plus a whole bunch of numbers that that reflect changes. And, and those numbers are either negative or positive. Right. And negative means in the vernacular of cash flow that that item consumed cash, mm-hmm. used cash. Positive means that provided Gained cash. cash yeah. Right. So, for example, if you got a bank loan for $100,000, it would have, Cash. but in, in, in that period, yeah. it would be a positive 100. Right. If you use 75,000 of that, to, or the 100,000 of it to buy that platinum truck, yeah. next to truck asset, it would be a minus 100,000. Yeah. And you could look immediately and see, oh, I got plus 100,000, that's that bank loan, makes sense. Mm-hmm. Minus 100,000, oh yeah, I bought that truck, makes sense wish I hadn't done it right yeah and so it's really important to note two things one if your books aren't right this is going to just be a nightmare and it's not even worth looking at is that right yeah okay yeah so before you even think about going and looking at the statement of cash flows make sure that you have good books make sure that you have a balance sheet that's accurate that all of your receivables are in there and make sure that you're also aware of the period because that's going to have a huge effect if you're thinking that you're looking at the full year but you're just looking at um, you know the two quarters or up year to date you're going to be freaking out um, then the next thing is that um, where are my notes here oh these are changes not balances right. yeah let me say one thing before we do that that the reason to understand in sufficient detail where your cash went and where it comes from is that if you know that, you can do something about it. If every morning is a surprise, 
what are you going to do if you don't like it? You don't know because you know specifically where the cash from came from or when. So um, back to the report itself, yes, the we said that there's the, your beginning balance, the profit, the gain or loss from a profit or loss, mm-hmm. all these numbers that are pluses or minus, all added together give you an ending balance, just just like a bank statement. Yeah. My beginning balance, my deposits, my withdrawals, ending balance. The thing to understand, the, the number one thing that will confuse people when you look at a statement of cash flows, and this will be this would be a very common one. There will be something like accounts receivable, mm-hmm. and it will say minus two hundred thousand next to it. To keep people looking at it and go, well, my my receivables aren't minus two hundred thousand; they're plus seven hundred thousand. <laughs> How can that be? This this is the hurdle if you get this. The numbers next to the items are changes, not balances. Right. So if I see accounts receivable and it's got minus 200,000 next to it, it means that accounts receivable used 200,000, consumed $200,000 worth of cash. So if I made a 200,000 profit and I $200,000 of consumed cash by accounts receivable, my cash didn't go up or down or anything else. Yeah, right? say the same. So the accounts receivable, the balance next to accounts receivable is a change. Correct. Okay. And I'm going to throw this in and then we'll quickly drop it. <laughs> but for accounts receivable, a negative number means accounts receivables went up. Which is not good. Well, well, right, which is not good, but it's people that confuses people. Right. You mean a negative means it went up? Yeah, because accounts receivable going up uses cash, which is a negative number. Right. Okay. We don't need to jump into that too much. No, All you need to sense. do is just say, hey, there's a minus 200,000, which in my business is a big number, and it's a next accounts receivable. What the hell? It just, if nothing else, it just says, here's one of your major cash consumers, mm-hmm. accounts receivable. Well, you already knew that. Yeah. But now you really know it. Now you see it. Now, what can I do about it? And yeah. then we get off into business management, like speeding up collections and walking, listening to her. And uh, I think that's podcast. a big point is, you know, you don't have to understand it to use it. And I know you talk about that a lot. It's not that you have to understand exactly how this works. Um, you encourage people just to look for the big numbers, right? Just look. Yeah. Whether they're positive there, or negative. In reality, uh, it's a little bit confusing just by the, there will be a lot of items on there. And yeah. some of them you won't even know what the hell that is. Right. It'll say FICA, due and payable minus. And you're going, well, wait a minute, that's my payroll taxes, you know? And Wait, so minus? So with what? Well, it means that you that they went up, right? Right. And that's just because they're sitting there until your CPA comes, takes them out of your account. Kind of don't, I just don't worry. Just look for the big numbers. Right. Positive or negative. And it'll tell you where your money came from and where it went. And usually it's going to be uh, things like buying equipment or it's going to be buying assets or it's going to be, oh, yeah, I forgot I paid off that uh, uh, operating loan that I had. Yep. But it'll tell you where it went. And when you find big numbers that are going against you, go in there and figure out how to improve it. Yeah. And that's that's really how you use it. It'll begin to, uh, and you don't have to worry about anything else. Yeah. Just look for the big numbers. And if they're negative, go fix them. Mm-hmm. And I think you have some really good examples. I know one of them is withdraws. Oh, uh, yeah. People not realizing until they look at the same of cash flows that, oh gosh, like oh. I've taken a lot of money. Well, that's... Uh, I had one client who 
had some serious. Well, they asked, it's, it was a lady. She asked me if I make so damn much money, where is it? <laughs> and I said, well, there are only three reasons. I said, do you have a, you haven't been paid yet? Do you have a bunch of accounts receivables? She said, no. In my business, we have credit cards on file. And when we finish the job, we run them. So, virtually none. Yeah. I said, well, have you bought a bunch of assets or paid off a bunch of debt? She said, well, I don't have any debt except my credit card, which pay off every month. And the only assets I bought is a few vehicles. I said, okay, then if you make money and don't have any, you must have taken it. She said, oh, no way. So I said, well, how much money did you take last quarter? She, she guessed in the $1,500, $2,000 range. This yeah. is about a million-dollar business sales. And so I said, well, let's look. Well, she keeps good books. So we got in there. I looked, and I said, well, how about $18,000 last quarter? She said, no way. I said, yeah, yeah way. way. <laughs> and so we clicked in there, and just, I'm going to say hundreds. I don't know if it was hundreds, but just all these debit card charges. I mean, through McDonald's, to the theaters, a couple of car payments paid. Anyway, just swiping the old card all the time. And to her credit, she was not trying to expense it. She called them draws, right. which that's not a good way to do it. But anyway, she wasn't cheating the government. $18,000, she thought $1,500 to, yep. to $2,000. So $16,000 at least she had spent that she was unaware of because she just ran that company debit card and posted everything. So be aware, you have to have a more disciplined approach to mm -hmm. taking draws. Yeah, really interesting. So, um, you know, there's, there's not a whole lot to go over. Uh, it's a lot more... Um, Focus than all the other statements because you're just looking at cash. It's just giving you information. It's just giving you information on cash, and um, I, I think that this is a this is one that probably a lot of people won't look at. If I had to guess, they just go stinking print one <laughs> and try it out. Yeah, and actually in QuickBooks, unfortunately, I just said that at the top of the report is your beginning balance, and the next line is profit, and then all these numbers, and then ending. They put the beginning balance at the bottom, so it, it'll be upside down from what I said, but the same elements are there. Right. QuickBooks does that for some reason. But go print one out and look at it. Yeah. Just go look at it. Go and look at it. And and just look for the big numbers mm -hmm. and look next to that and say, huh, how could I fix that? Yeah. Okay, so really quick recap. Uh, three places that your money go, right? You, yep. you either... Somebody owes it to you and you haven't been paid yet. Right. Uh, the second one is that you've spent the money, right? Uh, the other Buy, one is that buying assets, buying or, paying assets debt. or paying debt. And yeah. then the third one is that you've taken it, right? right? You've taken it as a draw. So uh, really the one thing that people can go do is go print one out and go look for the big numbers and ask, what is this? Right. Where, what, what's going on here? And just do some invest, investigating on why that is there. Uh, maybe you know, maybe you don't, but just look for those big yeah, numbers. Accountant can tell you. Accountant can tell you. For yeah, sure. or you can call us. Or you can call us. And, and the last thing too is be aware that it works the opposite way. Sometimes you wind up with an unexpected abundance of cash, mm -hmm. and you need to know why that is. Yeah, you need to know why that is because if you go spend it, think, well, that's good. Uh, you're doing something stupid, and then find out you've got a bunch of obligations you didn't pay or whatever it was. Yeah. Take a dis disciplined approach to it. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, that concludes 
our financial statement series. Four episodes, we, we did it. Without numbers or math. Without numbers or math. Yeah. It's we good can, stuff. We can do a lot more about how to use them, which I think will. That's kind yeah. of what a lot of what we talk about is how to use them yeah. to make better decisions and more money. Absolutely. So, uh, been great. We've got video now. Uh, it'll be only improving from here, which is good. Uh, check us out on social media. Doing great things. Yeah, Martin, keep your I'm nose. I'm learning how to use technology. Keep my nose on the spit screen. <laughs> um, yeah, check us out on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn. Uh, we're over all of it, and we are on YouTube. So make sure to go check us out and subscribe. We appreciate all, su- all the support and would love to hear from you guys. Reach out to us. Any in the show kind notes. of questions you have. Yeah. We really value those so that we can be helpful. Yeah, absolutely. If there's a guest that you want to see on the show, uh, if there's you know questions that you want us to cover in a deep dive, let us know. So, Martin, thanks for your time. Thanks for being on the Cashflow Contract. Talk to you later. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Cashflow Contractor. Check out our website in the show notes or visit thecashflowcontractor.com.